to the Beef Up Front Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, joined alongside Kevin Cannon for our weekly show, NFL Big Five Games of the Week. Coming off a disappointing week from the two of us, I went 1-4, and four, putting my record for the year at only 16-14. and 14. Kevin went 2-3 and three last week, puts his record to 17-13, and 13, but our two new guests on the show went 2-1, two, and one, uh, two, two out of three for the picks against the spread, and two out of three for the player props for Thursday night, so... And back to you this week for our two new guests. Uh, we got another five games to break down this week. Kind of a disappointing slate this week. Not many good games on paper, but still some important games that will go a long way, deciding playoff seating, playoffs, uh, playoff teams, and, and all that good stuff. So welcome back to the show, Kevin. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me again. All right, our first game of the week will be on Thursday night football, where we have the Broncos now at three and three after losing to the Raiders last week at the Browns, who are three and three as well. Baker Mayfield out this week. Case Keenum will start for the Browns. This will be an eight twenty kickoff tomorrow night on Thursday night football on Fox, and Browns are four are three point favorite now. I'm going with the Browns twenty one, Broncos seventeen. I would normally say Browns by a lot here, but they just have a boatload of injuries, including Baker and their two starting running backs. I do think the Browns are better than their three and three record has shown, while the Broncos, I think, have been a little bit of fraud so far and they had some easy wins in the start of the season. So I think the uh, Broncos are not like as good as they were where people thought they were in the beginning of the season. I think Case Keenum's going to need to protect the ball and get the ball into his playmaker's hands and kind of just manage the game. And the Broncos' O-line will struggle against Cleveland's D-line. It's a short week for both, but the game's in Cleveland, so I'm going with the Browns. I'm going with the Browns here as well. I was I was taking them with Baker in the lineup, but now with Keenum in, I was kind of hesitant. But Baker hasn't even been playing that well, so if Keenum is just average, uh, I think they still have a good chance to win this game at home. Teddy Bridgewater is banged up as well. Uh, I believe he has a foot injury, so that's something to watch. But I'm going to take the Browns 24, Broncos 20. Uh, last week was a big week for both these teams, and they weren't able to capitalize. It felt like a must-win game for the Broncos. So they started out 3-0, and now 3-3. and uh, and an opportunity to make a statement for the Browns against the undefeated Cardinals, and they both they both got dominated in their matchup. So um, now these teams are at a crossroads in their season, and I think this is a must-win game for both. You win, you you keep going forward despite some injuries. Um, you lose, this is kind of the point in the season where we see teams start to fall apart. So Ravens and Bengals are both looking like playoff teams in the AFC North, and the Steelers are now three and three as well. So the Browns, if they fall here, they're they're falling behind. Uh, Broncos are competing with two, the two lost Chargers and the two lost Raiders and the three lost Chiefs as well. So they're in a tight division battle. Uh, so neither of these teams wants to fall to three and four. Hunt is out. Chubb is out for the Browns. Uh, but Dearness Johnson is a pretty solid third option. He's a guy who, when given some carries last year, he made the most of them. Um, so he's look for him to get a lot of carries with Case Keenum in the lineup. Uh, but Keenum's an experienced backup who's been there before. So I have uh, some confidence in him. Bridgewater has really struggled recently for the Broncos after his hot start. Um, the, th- the main reason why I'm going to go with the Browns here, though, the Raiders pass rush had a very strong week last week. I believe Max Crosby had three sacks against that Broncos offensive line. So look for Miles Garrett, uh, Tack McKinley, Jadavion Clowney to be able to have a good day against this, this Broncos offensive line. Uh, and the Browns find a way to win at home here. 
Second matchup of the week, we go to the AFC North again, which we were just talking about, where the 4-2 and two Bengals, which I think is one of the bigger surprise teams in the league this year, at the 5-1 and one Ravens. This will be a 1 o'clock kickoff on CBS. Ravens are a 6.5-point favorite at home, though. So I love what the Bengals are doing so far this year. I think they're playing really well and doing it on both sides of the ball, but the Ravens are just a better team right now. I'm going with them 31, Bengals 27. The Ravens are playing out of this world, and Lamar's playing the best football of his career. Rashad Bateman's coming back at wide receiver. Um, I know losing Ronnie Stanley all from the offensive line is a big loss for the Ravens, but they've kind of been able to fill all the injuries they've had so far this year, and I think they'll be able to recover from this too. Last year, the Ravens gashed the Bengals for 404 yards in the season finale, so I think Baltimore is going to be able to pound the ball again this game. The, the Bengals have not proven yet that they can beat the best of the best, and the Ravens are clearly one of the best teams in the league this year. I'm rolling with the Ravens here as well, 28-25 over the Bengals, so we both have the Bengals covering that. Uh, this is a huge game in the AFC North, though. First place is up for grabs. I think the Bengals are legit and have a good shot to find themselves in the playoffs as that potential seventh seed this year. Uh, but after the Ravens dismantling of the Chargers last weekend, and um, with them being at home, you have to figure they win this one. Uh, especially being a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Vegas seems to really like them at home in this matchup. Well, Lamar Jackson, I think, is playing his best football of his career overall, uh, being very dangerous with his arms. I know he won the MVP two years ago, but that was uh, a lot of dominance with his legs. He's dominating with his arm right now and using his legs as needed. So uh, he's playing really good quarterback right now. Uh, Ravens were able to get Devontae Freeman uh, and Latavius Murray on track last week, and were able to get Bateman involved as well. Expect him uh, to get ramped up a little bit more so. I'm not ruling out Joe Burrow at all, though, as he seems to step up in these big games and go head-to-head with these top-tier quarterbacks. So I expect him to go punch-for-punch with Lamar. But at the end of the day, I think the Ravens are such a tough team, especially at home. Uh, I'm going to roll with them there. I think another Justin Tucker field goal late wins it for the Ravens. Third matchup of the week, a big-time AFC matchup where we have the 3-3 and Chiefs coming off a win against the football team at the Titans, who just beat the Bills on Monday Night Football, for, who are now 4-2. and this will be a one o'clock kickoff on CBS. Chiefs are a four and a half point favorite. I got the Chiefs 34, Titans 31. It's extremely hard to pick against the Titans after Monday night's performance against the Bills. I'm choosing the Chiefs, though, because I have a little more trust right now in Patrick Mahomes than I do Derrick Henry. Uh, the Titans also play the Chiefs hard every year, but I think the Titans secondary is going to be susceptible to some big plays from Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek and all of them. Uh, Derek Henry will need to have a big day, which it kind of seems like he needs to have a big day every time for the Titans to have a chance against the top tier teams. So I could see that happening because he's proven he can do it week in and week out. But it's hard to imagine the Chiefs falling below 500 nearly halfway through the season. I'm taking the Titans in this one, 31-30 over the Chiefs. I wasn't that high on them uh, coming into this season. I thought they were going to have a bit of a down year and. And they, at the beginning of the season, they got off to a bit of a slow start, including a loss to the Jets. But they really impressed me with that win on Monday night. So I'm taking them 31-30 in a really close game here. Expect a lot of points, uh, just like you have with your 34-31 score. Two high-powered offenses with not much defense to show. Caleb Farley just tore his ACL, hurting the Titans' defense even more. Uh, That was a very impressive win, though, against the Bills by Tennessee on Monday night, who just the week before took the Chiefs apart. So Mahomes has turned the ball over more this year than – for interceptions than he did in 2019 and 2020. Um, and we are only six games into the season. So Patrick Mahomes being a little too loose with the ball, could gift the Titans with a few turnovers in this one. 
Grant than any other running back in the league right now. So I think Derrick Henry has a big day. He has one of those, one or two of those huge runs that we see each and every week. Uh, big win here for the Titans as they move to five and two. Chiefs fall to three and four. Uh, could be look playing their way out of the playoffs this year potentially. Fourth game of the week, we have our favorite team, the Chicago Bears, at three and three, going to the five and one Bucks. Four twenty-five kickoff on CBS. Bucks are a thirteen-point favorite. You got to think Tom Brady will be out for some revenge this year after that disappointing loss to the Bears last year. I got the Bucks thirty, Bears twenty. The Bears are just not good enough. Um, they'll be able to hang with Brady and the Bucks in the first half, but Brady and all his weapons are going to be too much in the second half. Fournette is playing really well out of the backfield, running the ball, and in the receiving game. I just hope this is the last time the Bears are on this list this year. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I'm taking the Bucks 27-13 here, so they cover that spread. Uh, sadly, this week of games isn't that great, so the Bears have to make it again. Uh, they hung tougher than I thought they would last week against the Packers, so give them a credit for that. But they face a Bucks defensive line this week that had Shaq Barrett going running all over the Eagles offensive line last week. He gets a much easier matchup this week against a bad Bears offensive line. I think they should be able to rattle fields and disrupt him. Uh, the Bears running game has been has been having some good success recently. Rookie Khalil Herbert has been really impressive. Uh, but this but this Bucks defensive line, nobody runs on them. Uh, they're going to have a tough time getting that run game going, and I think it's just going to make life a lot harder on the young quarterback in Justin Fields. So I think you can argue Tom Brady playing the best ball of his career, uh, slinging the ball all around the yard, and Fournette has been one of the best all-around running backs in the league this year. So I think Tampa Bay keeps it rolling, and the Bears fall below 500, and hopefully to their eventual demise. Uh, and then our fifth and final game of the week, we have the two and four Colts, who have been playing better as of recent at the two and three 49ers coming off a bye. Uh, this will be an 820 kickoff on an NBC for Sunday Night Football. 49ers are a three-and-a-half point favorite. I'm going Colts 21, 49ers 17. Colts are um rising team to me, and I think the 49ers are kind of falling back a little bit. I don't think it really matters who starts for the, the 49ers. Jimmy G obviously gives the 49ers a little bit more experience and more of a passing attack than Trey Lance. But the Colts are playing really well on both sides of the ball. And I think Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines out of the backfield will be able to control the clock. Wentz has shown his ability to throw the ball deep and take the um, top off the offense with T.Y. back and all his other weapons. I was a big believer of Wentz when he was here in Philly, and I thought him going to the Colts, he might be able to recapture some of that great um, plays that he had here in Philly. I just don't think the 49ers defense has been forcing enough turnovers. They haven't had a pick since week one. And I see the Colts going into San Fran for the win. I have San Fran winning this game, actually. Coming off the bye, I think that's huge at home. Um, they've been nice and rested up. They don't have to travel. I think they're able to get the win over the Colts this week, 27-23. I do give my hat, hats off to Carson Wentz, though. He's had some good games back-to-back -back against the Ravens and the Texans. Um, I don't think he has the ability to string together three in a row since that almost MVP year. Um, we've seen him be very inconsistent, and I think that that shows up this week. It sounds like Jimmy G is going to play. It sounds like he practiced uh, in full today, so he should be back. Give the 49ers some more security at quarterback than what Trey Lance is doing right now uh, as a young quarterback. This is a must-win game at home for them. The Rams and Cardinals are pulling away from the rest of the NFC along with the Cowboys. Uh, but especially for the NFC West, it looks like the 49ers' chances for that are all but done. So they just kind of got to keep pace for the wild card at this point. Uh, and winning this game at home is a big one. 
Um, the key for, for the 49ers in this game is going to be with that defensive front of Joey Bo- or Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, Fred Warner at linebacker to be able to slow down Jonathan Taylor, who's been on a roll. He had over 125 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns last week. So the 49ers have to stop him and cause some pressure on Wentz, who only has one interception this year. But we have seen before, if, they, if you're able to get pressure on him uh, in the pocket, he's very loose with the ball. You could get a few strip sack fumbles in this game. So um, I think the 49ers, with Jimmy G at home, takes care of the ball. Coming off the bye, I think they're going to be well-rested, well-prepared for this game. Uh, very close game, but 49ers wind up pulling it out 27-23. Uh, then we'll go to our three locks of the week. We have Titans plus five and a half. After the Titans' performance this week, our locksmith says um, against the Bills, I think they're back to where everyone thought they should be. Chiefs have also been struggling, and I can't see them stopping Derrick Henry at all. Second lock of the week, Browns minus three. Broncos started 3-0 and against the worst teams in the league and haven't won a game since. Uh, Baker Mayfield's out, Case Keenum's in, so there's not much of a a difference right now between the banged-up Baker and a a really good backup in Case Keenum. Um, Thinks that the the Browns have what it takes to win this game at home. Browns defense is going to be able to, quote-unquote, abuse them. Uh, Third lock of the week, we have Falcons minus two and a half. Locksmith says, never been a fan of two. I think he stinks. Dolphins haven't won a game since week one, and I think the only games they have potential to win are against the Jets. Kyle Pitts is going to have a monster game here. What are your thoughts on those picks, Kevin? I like the Titans plus five and a half against the Chiefs because I think it will be a very close game. I'm not big on the Browns minus three because I had them at minus four and that was with Baker. So I'm not hot on that one. And the Falcons versus Dolphins, I don't really love either. I think it's going to be a close game and either team could win that kind of a toss up. Yeah, we were talking earlier. This is a, not the best slate of games this week, and there's a lot of teams on by, so trying to find three locks this week is kind of hard. So uh, give our locksmith a little bit of credit for pulling these ones out. I do like Titans plus five and a half. I think they win that game outright, but if they lose, I think it'll be a close game. Uh, Browns minus three. Um, that one's a, a toss-up. I would probably stay away from that one if I was a betting man. Uh, but I do have the Browns winning at home by four, so who knows. Uh, and then Falcons minus two and a half. I do think that they win that game. There's a lot of weird stuff going on with Miami right now. It sounds like they might be trading for Deshaun by the end of the week. And I saw rumors that Washington football team could be acquiring Tua. I just feel like there's so much noise around that team constantly. Uh, I think they're they're headed in the wrong direction as they look like a promising team going into the year. So give us Falcons minus two and a half coming off the bye there. And then we'll go to our three par- our prop bets of the week. We're going to start it off with Javante Williams of the Broncos. These are all for Thursday Night Football. Over 13 and a half receiving yards. Uh, our picks has reached this number three times this year and had two times going over 25 yards. I think he could get this number with one little screen or a check down play where he gets some extra yardage. Uh, second pick of the week, Noah Fant over three and a half receptions. His foot injury might be the only thing to stop him in this one. Over the last three games, he's played 90% plus. 90% or more of the snaps and has 25 targets. I believe the targets will be there if he can stay healthy. Uh, third pick, Tim Patrick, over 44 and a half receiving yards. Target shares increased to about 6 to 8 a game. His average per game is just under 58 yards. Patrick has played one game against the Browns, and he went for 65 yards. I think he could get a majority of his 44 yards on one catch. Thoughts on these picks, Kevin? I like the first one, Javante Williams, over 13 and a half receiving yards. Uh, the Noah Fant one I like as well, as long as he's able to stay healthy and play and play at a high level. The Tim Patrick one I'm not as high on. He has 
some really good games and then other games where he just doesn't have a lot of yards, super volatile. So I would stay away from that one personally. Yeah, I agree. I like the the first two as well. The third one is a a little scary, but the Browns defense is really banged up right now. Uh, Patrick could have, uh, I could definitely see him getting around 50 receiving yards on a banged up secondary. Um, But I think this is going to be a low scoring game with a lot of running plays. Uh, but Fant, ever since their backup tight end in Denver went on IR, uh, his his snaps have really increased, and he's gotten a lot of a lot of targets. So definitely like those first two. A little weary of the third one, but I wouldn't be surprised to see if it happens. Uh, but that'll do it for NFL Big Five games of the week, along with our locks and our uh, props of the week as well. Week seven. Thank you everyone for tuning in, and we will talk soon.